Let's talk about books, baby, where we talk with your favorite LGBTQ authors. This is Anita Kelly, and my guest today is Chuck Tingle. Hi, Chuck. Hello. Oh, thanks. Thank you for having me. It is such a treat uh, to be here. I, I can't, I really can't wait. Um, and, and just very um, sincerely, um, just um, thank you for um, having this show dedicated um, to uh, this community. And I, there's just so many moving parts that make um, communities work. And I just want to say thank you. That it is such a, dang, it is such a uh, honor, I guess, to be a part of um to be a part of a conversation like this. So thank you. Oh, well, thank you. Thanks for being part of it. Um, I really Please. appreciate it. And it's so nice to meet you. Um, uh, really excited to have you on the show. Yes. So, so Chuck, um, let's talk about, you have a book that's coming out very soon, right? Like maybe in July? Yes. Um, July 18th. I really dang hope that is correct. Uh, I, because otherwise I'm going to listen later and pick myself and think, dang, how do you not know where date? I'm off. I'm going to say July 18th, final answer okay. uh, for, um, for Camp Damascus, which is um, a first horror novel. I did a horror novella called Straight, but um, uh, this is my first full-length horror novel and um, also first traditional uh, publication with um, with a, a large publisher. So it has been a journey. Wow, that's great. That's really yes. great. This is a, a whole new experience for you then. Oh, yes. I, the jump from self-publishing to traditional publishing, um, what, a, uh, what a dang leap. Uh, quite the experience. Um, but uh, it, it has been fun so far. Mostly, I will say, um, because Nightfire, who are who are putting this book out, um, I guess I, I, I just got really lucky with the buckaroos I'm working with because... Um, we just get along very, very well. I don't know in publishing in uh, industry how common that is, but um, for me, I, I get along very well with my publisher so far. Uh, that's wonderful. That's great. That's always a really big help, right? It's you know, publishing uh, can be daunting, especially when you're self-publishing as you have done. Um, and just to have that relationship with someone where, you know, they help you carry that load is, is really, it's vital, um, I think. Yes. Yeah, and, and the trust, the trust that you have to have, um, you know, uh, speaking of what you said, and with any kind of art, um, whether you're self-publishing a book, uh, self-releasing music, uh, self-selling uh, your paintings, um, you do this for long enough and you kind of learn what works. You really get in tune with yourself artistically. And then the, uh, the big hurdle is thinking, well, what if this big, big slow machine uh, that is um, industry in general uh, doesn't understand what it is that uh, makes uh, my way tick. And um, I, like I said, I guess I just lucked out because uh, they uh, really understand uh, what what makes me uh, work and uh, what I enjoy to do and let me be free. All of the, the the notes that they have had are things I completely have agreed with. And there has not been any battles creatively. Uh, so they just kind of let me do what the heck I want. And um, also let me 
self-publish my uh, romance and erotica while I'm doing traditionally published horror. So uh, really, it's just a, a very, uh, I feel very blessed. Nice, nice. So um, before we get into Camp Damascus, um, what made you like switch to from self-publishing into, you know, having a, a working with a publishing house? Oh, I mean, kind of a lot of uh, things. Uh, I think that as far as self-publishing goes, um, I have uh, reached uh, a point of success where uh, I don't know how much uh, better or bigger uh, I could get. Uh, I release books that go viral all the dang time. And uh, and then there's just a point to where I just think, okay, well, I, I've really, um, uh, in a lot of ways, mastered this uh, this journey, this self-publishing journey. What what else is out there? I think word uh, for this, um, there is a word that I have heard in uh, psychology or therapy or different ways uh, called epicure of uh, someone who wants to uh, taste uh, uh, all kinds of different uh, things in life. When something trots their way, they say, yes, I I'm excited to try this. And to, to find a new exciting thing. So that there is definitely an element of that where I just think, wow, uh, a whole new world uh, for me to explore what that means. Um, and then I think uh, next next thing also, um, I think that um, uh, what I write about, while it may seem kind of silly to, to some, um, I, I do it with complete sincerity and, um, and uh, in, in that way, I have a message that I want to send. I have a message of joy and of queer joy uh, that I want to send. And, and in this book also, um, uh, neurodivergent joy uh, and, and to fight for those communities. And so that just also makes me think, well, as, as big as I, can, uh, as I can make this and as far as I can make my reach, um, that just makes me happy because I do think um, that a lot of my work it has an important message in that. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm glad that that you're an adventurer. Um, yeah, I try. I try to be, and it can be scary, as we all know. We, you never know what's uh, what's coming on this this timeline. But um, you know, you gotta get out there. What else are we gonna do? We we gotta fight for the things we believe in. True. Very true. So um, so all right, Chuck, tell us about Camp Damascus. It is a horror novel. Um, yes. And when you say it's traditional, what makes it traditional? Well, I just meant traditionally published. I, I would actually, if we're talking about that way, uh, traditionally in the sense of traditionally published, but um, probably pretty unconventional as far as, um, I guess, the subgenre uh, goes. Um, something that I like to do with horror, and, and I guess in general, is um, Take a take a subgenre uh, because I, I just very much enjoy playing around with genre and tropes in general, and to turn them on their heads. So um, I would say that uh, Camp Damascus takes uh, the uh, demonic possession uh, genre and is a, a twist on it, uh, a new way of looking at it through an LGBTQ lens, uh, and uh, I think. Some of the things that I see in that genre, that when I'm watching a film or reading a book, and I think, oh, I don't know about that, um, I get to address in that way. And that just seems like, a, like I said, a theme that I like. A previous horror novella as well, Straight, um, uh, was a uh, twist on zombie genre. Uh, and this is twist on the exorcism genre, I think. Ah, oh, okay. 
That, he is. Uh, I was just talking about that book, The Exorcist. Um, oh, yes. I, well, you know, I, dang, that, what a coincidence. Well, I guess maybe I'm thinking about more with Kent Damascus, but I feel like uh, most don't uh, realize that it was originally a book. Uh, the movie just overshadows it so much. Yeah, true. That's very true. You're right. I, I read that book. I was young, like super young and shouldn't have been reading it. <laughs> oh, dang. Yeah, well, I, bet, I think that's the way that horror goes. I remember being very young back um, finding Stephen King books um, that were probably, I guess, writing-wise and certainly length-wise um, beyond uh, my capacity. But there's something about horror that um, I think maybe it's there's that fascination. You think, oh, maybe this is too adult. Maybe I shouldn't be reading this. And, I, and it really makes uh, like a young buckaroo uh, get through um, dang lots of pages when you think about how long some of those books are. I don't know about exorcism, but I, I, I think there's something to discovering um, a horror novel, uh, a big thick horror novel and, and kind of expanding your reading capacity in that way. Yeah, it's like what do they say about train wrecks? You can't you can't look away, right? Yes, yes. There's something you just think, oh, what's, what's something around this corner is going to push a little past the my uh, sensibilities of what is scary, and uh, and it's a uh, it's interesting. It's also when you think about a uh, book versus movie, like we're talking on uh, The Exorcist. Um, uh, there is such a fascinating, um, especially in horror, um, what you can show or see or violence or scary things um, changes so much because uh, it is all in your imagination. So th there is a certain level too when you're reading horror where depending on uh, if you are personally frightened by the subject, I think that um, your brain can either elevate or lower it uh, according to kind of what you need at that point. And that's that's kind of nice. It's, uh, it's one of those things that um, no matter how much technology we invent, if you say, well, you have books thousands of years ago, and then you invented films later on, probably have then VR experiences in a few years. And you just think, uh, well, uh, which one is the one that really um, touches you and you uh, participate in it with your imagination? It's still going to be books, which I think is just so exciting and, and fascinating. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right about that. So is Camp Damascus uh, a standalone novel, or will this be a series? Um, it, it is a, well, so with my um, erotica writing, I have been, I'm over 300 erotica and romance shorts, which is mostly what I am known for, and they all um, interweave in uh, something called uh, the Tangleverse, which is multiple timelines, characters crossing over. Um, the horror books, uh, are, are in a different stack of timelines, I suppose, but they all uh, will cross over uh, in various ways. Um, maybe a company will be mentioned in one, and then later on you will see uh, this company shows up in a different one, or a, a location, or a small character. Um, but the stories uh, are, are, uh, are separate. Um, just kind of existing in this crossing over world. Um, but I will say in this world that crosses over, maybe maybe I'll write um, book number 10. I can uh, combine them all in, into something uh, kind of interesting. But um, yes, and there, there are hints 
uh, in Camp Damascus, uh, even though uh, there is not a sequel, uh, uh, of uh, other things that I think uh, if my plans go as, as planned, um, years from now could even um, pay off in that way. And I also, I, I have a second book, uh, part of my contract with Nightfire, Tor Nightfire, uh, called Barrier Gaze, which comes out next year. Uh, and um, there are references in Camp Damascus to certain uh, things in that story that no one knows yet. Uh, and then I think next year when they read Barrier Gaze, they'll think, oh, wow, um, that, that was mentioned in Camp Damascus. So I like to build them weaving together worlds like that that are not necessarily sequels, but interconnected. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's great. Yeah, I love, I actually love when authors do that. Um, you know, you'll be reading, you'll be like, hey, they introduced that character two books ago. I remember. Yes. Yeah. Little hidden treats. Yes. Yeah, that's fun. That is fun. So um, how did you get started in this whole writing world? I'm just writing in general. Um, well, I, you know, I, I have always enjoyed um making things, um, specifically making things for others to uh, experience. I think that we all prove love in our own way. We all create uh, and put things into the world. I think a lot of buckaroos don't see themselves as creative. They think, well, I'm just, uh, just going, to, going on walks, making my kids sting peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And, and they don't realize that that is an act of in creation that is very important. We are all creating in our own way. Um, and, and I just, uh, my way of creating was just building and making experiences. Uh, and part of that was I just kind of started writing these um, erotica shorts. Uh, I had um, ideas about um, uh, what I wanted to say uh, and what the boundaries of art were, what it would be like if I wrote all these dang stories uh, with a singular message and idea. And um, then eventually uh, some friends and family of Chuck said, oh, these are very uh, interesting. Try selling those on a self-publishing Amazon way. Uh, and then I started to do that and it kind of took off from there. Um, I guess that was probably seven or eight years ago now was when I published my first one and kind of just the ball started rolling and then it started to resonate with them um, with the uh, markers I think really because uh wow my ideas seem very normal to me they do seem kind of um uh, others find them to be outrageous and unusual and so I think part of the charm is that they will fuck out my writing because they think, oh, this is going to be outrageous or so bad it's good or all these other phrases. And then they read it and they think, oh, well, that, I guess that's actually just good. It's good. And um, and uh, hopefully it can open some some minds to ideas of um, surrealism or um, just kind of um, uh, celebrations of different unique ways. Wow. That's that's really amazing. Like you uh, really sound like, you know, before we said you were adventurous, it sounds like you're really open to, to a lot of experiences and opportunities for writing and stories and, and storylines. And um, yes. Well, what else is there? You know, I mean, we, we're here on this timeline. We've got our limited time and, you know, just getting out there and creating things and, 
uh, and uh, you know the putting putting ourselves out into the world is uh, you know it's a blessing that that we have this opportunity to try that so i just try to um try to take advantage of my time here as much as i can it's a great attitude i love it i absolutely love it so chuck what are, are some of your favorite genres in which to write like um you know you you mentioned that um you did like a wrote a zombie novel um yes and a horror novel so and and do you write romance and erotica and and what else well i, I so i think um uh, i have something uh i guess you could call the the, the trinity of maligned genres uh is uh, i guess the genres that um i think kind of more snooty buckaroos might look down their noses at and say oh i, I don't know about that uh and to me that is um uh, romance or you could say erotica and romance uh horror and comedy these are the ones that um uh for better or well i guess i'm gonna say always for worse i guess say for better words but I, I don't i just think that they are always looked down on and seen as not serious uh -huh. and um uh now, that is my favorite place because I, I think that the reason they are seen as not serious is that um, there's a sort of uh, high, highbrow intellectualism, uh, subconscious or not, that says those genres elicit uh, functions of the body, not of the mind. Um, comedy, it is a laugh. Uh, erotic and romance, it is arousal. And uh, horror, it is fear and a scream. So I think that a long time ago, um, someone uh, or, or just uh, culture in general said, well, we, we're only going to give awards and serious things to um, to things of the mind. They're not climbing around in the muck uh, trying to make you aroused or to laugh or to scream because those are of the body. Um, but uh, I have always um, kind of uh, wanted to uh, tell class divides to heck off. I, I don't like them highbrow, lowbrow. Uh, I like to combine them all. And I also like to play in the realm of, uh, of the body that I was saying and to, to uh, hide intellectualism in these uh, genres uh, where, uh, where they have traditionally been pushed away to say, oh, there's nothing of value there. So, um, so really, uh, that, that is where I like to play is in erotic horror and in some ways comedy. Although, like I said, um, uh, while Buckroos think a lot of the things that I do is pretty dang funny, um, I, I'm generally not trying to be funny. Uh, I just have a pretty unique way. But still, I know how to lean into it if, if I need to. But really, uh, those three, I think, are where I enjoy playing around the most. Okay. And... And, you know, I checked out your website, Chuck, and listeners, yes. you can totally check it out. Uh, it's, uh, you know, just Google Chuck Tingle and his website comes up. And um, it's it's really eclectic, I would say. Yes. Um, and, and there's like a whole lot of, of variety uh, on the website. And, and I'm wondering, is this indicative of you as a person and of your writing as well? like just being so eclectic maybe I, I, well interestingly um to me in my eyes it is very um organized and specific and logical but i think that my sensibilities are just maybe um 
pretty uh, unique and, like I said, outrageous. So to me, uh, it doesn't seem, it seems very organized. But that, that is, I think, what uh, buds uh, resonate with, is they, uh, they, they, they see this and they think, wow, this is a, a wild, colorful uh, splatter of things. And the more time you spend in the Tingleverse, the more that the order starts to reveal itself. Maybe over over years. I guess, you know, I actually just did a, did a post about this for a long time ago. And some bud said, oh, Chuck, Chuck is uh, just trying to be funny by being um, a way of random. Uh, and, and I thought, wow, that's an interesting thing because um, I think those who have stuck around long enough have started to see, oh, um, this is not necessarily uh, random. It is um, very complex, and there's a lot to unravel. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think, I think, um, I, I think, I guess I am maybe not an eclectic uh, buckaroo, but um, I definitely know my interests, uh, and I'm okay with them. Um, shouting it from the rooftop and, and following that i'm i am also um, i'm on the uh, autism spectrum and, and i think that is also maybe part of that is um, there's a, a, a special interest and obsession with um certain things and certain ideas um and as i have said if there has ever been a, a way of a hyper focus uh, which is another part of my uh, way on the spectrum uh, it is um in writing 300 erotica shorts uh, all in the same world, uh, putting them out about once a week for and, and several years. So, um, yes, it, it's just a, it is a unique path. And I definitely think you are right about that. Yeah, that's like unbelievable that you wrote over 300 short stories in that short amount of time. Yes, about one, and I try to release something whether it is an audio book or a story uh once a week uh that is my life schedule and it's been that way for years sometimes i can't if there's other things going on but that that is generally my output goal wow that's unbelievable that's that's a hefty lift yes yeah I, 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 what's so funny about it though is that is just my um that is my state of being um, it is just, uh, I think there's a common question uh, that a lot of buds ask um, of creative uh, people. They say, well, are you, are you making art for you or are you making it for your audience? And there's, there's, a plenty of, there's no right or wrong answer here. There's plenty of reasons for, for both. Uh, and what I've found is I, I think that I have stumbled upon a third answer for myself. Um, I, I write them, uh, be, I, I create because I, I have to. It is a utilitarian pursuit. It is like um, breathing or eating. Uh, and it's just a function of existing. So um, it never seems like hard work to write like that because that would be like saying, oh, it's, it's a hard work to, uh, to keep your lungs pumping. I wake up, I write, uh, I go to bed, I wake up again, I write some more. Um, and and my, my, my thought about it is just that this is just what I do. So my relationship with it is kind of, I think, interesting uh, in that way. Uh, and I think some buckaroos might hear that. I think, well, that's not as romantic. Um, and I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. I, I, whatever it is, it's just the truth. It is just how I exist, I guess. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just what is, right? Yes, yes. So um, when I was looking at your website, I saw that uh, you had, I think, not one, but maybe two podcasts going. And Well, I did out of time. Yes, they're not around anymore. Oh, okay. Um, Yes, um, I did one with them with uh, Mike Vale, who, where they had Buckers reading my uh, stories. And thank, uh, that, that podcast was very popular. I don't know. Uh, they were producing it, so they decided to stop producing it. It wasn't up to Chuck. Um, I'm surprised because it, it just did really well. Um, I, I think it'd be fun if they wanted to do more. But, uh, and then um, I have a bud uh, who I, I named uh, uh, Mac and C. And uh, she uh, and Chuck did a uh, uh, podcast that was mostly just us talking. Uh, and we had a really fun time doing that. We actually went up and took it on the road, did something, uh, live shows in different ways. And that was fun. But um, I think um, when um, COVID happened, um, that kind of lost its steam as well. So I'm not podcast right now, but the, it is a, that is a fun world to explore as well. Yeah, definitely. So what is the name of the one with you and your friend where you took it on the road? That is my friend, Chuck. My friend, and, Chuck. Uh, okay. Maybe yes. is that we can still find it on. on they, you can, I think you can still find it. They, we did quite a few episodes. And then the one with the, that the, the, the Night Vale did with the Buckers reading my erotica. Uh, is uh, I pounded uh, pounded in the butt by my own podcast, which was uh, it's a common phrasing for some of my erotic, and so uh, so uh, they uh, they produced I think ten to twelve episodes of that. Uh, that uh, I think that it was, uh, and it was so fun. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't really know why it stopped. I, I wish it was still trying around. All right. Well, awesome. So. Um... At least we know we can find my friend Chuck. So, you know, listeners, you can check that out. Um, but uh, so, Chuck, um, when you were growing up, did you have like a, a mentor or someone who encouraged you to, you know, be creative and, and just let that creative side of you come out? I'm actually, uh, no, I would say, well, you know, you get encouraged uh, from older buckaroos uh, just in general, but then as far as the, the creativity uh, and the creation of things, uh, I, I just think that is a natural, uh, that is a natural part of my being. I think that um, I always knew that my way of interacting with this timeline was unusual. And I think that really, um, what started to get me excited was um, art and artists. Um, a lot of influences um, across all kinds of genres and also um, mediums. I would say my number one was actually um, David Byrne of uh, Talking Heads. Uh, and because um, when I was a young buckaroo, I kind of knew my way of thinking was unique. And I, I saw him on um, show name of uh, David Letterman. And uh, he, he uh, was talking in a very specific way, holding his body in a specific way. And I thought, wow, this is um, really uh, interesting because it reminds me of myself and I had never really seen it before. And then I, I learned that um, he uh, was uh, on the autism spectrum. Uh, and, and that was kind of my first um, encounter with that. And then uh, he just became such a hero. Uh, so that's kind of um, David Byrne, Talking Heads, his big North Star. 
um, Andy Kaufman, um, Andy Warhol. Um, and I, so there, there are just different um, artists, different figures that um, I, I found to be fascinating um, in, in various different ways. Take one aspect of this, take another aspect of this. What are these Macri saying? I would say just exposure to art uh, was was really what um, what raised Chuck uh, in that way. That's great that you were able to see yourself in David Burns, you know, and and yes. for for young folks, like I think that that's um, what's so great about LGBTQ books is that they see themselves and they say, hey, you know, this person can have this great life. Look at this, the the protagonist in this book. You know, they're yes. happy, they're healthy, they're having fun, and, you know, life is good. And, and it's, you know, not always how, you know, your life goes, uh, especially during adolescence, you know. So it, it's great to see yes. yourself, and, you know, and other people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That is such a... I'm the driving force between or about for everything I do, but Camp Damascus so much um, of, of just really, you know, horror is a, is a dark genre. That is the point of it, to take you through these dark places. Um, but ultimately, I, when I create, I like to create, a, a, like you said, um, to uh, be a source of um, uh, queer joy or neurodivergent joy. And to show, you know, there's so much media about tragedy in these communities. And that, that is, um, those are important stories. They, they really are. But uh, I also think there's room to just trot out and say, um, well, there are other versions of this. There is also um, the, the queer experience is not one of constant trauma. Uh, and, you know, uh, there are moments of, of joy and happiness. And so um, I used to feel kind of strange um, sharing my stories because um, really I, I do not have um, trauma in, in, my, uh, in my past really uh, as a as a bisexual buckaroo and as an autistic buckaroo, those two um, things uh, have done nothing but made my life wonderful. Uh, I, I have not had um, the, these uh, terrible experiences, but I had people that I uh, love and care about and I'm close to who have. And so um, I think that um, I recognize the importance of the stories of these people that I, I love and care about. And then when it's time for me to tell my story, instead of shying away uh, and thinking, oh, I don't, I, this doesn't belong, I have realized exactly what you were saying, which is um, I can get out there and tell a story of joy and of uh, triumph and catharsis. Mm -hmm. And uh, hopefully uh, young buckaroos will see that as well and then not have to uh, come out, whatever, they're, whatever they may be coming out uh, into. And do it in a way of utter terror maybe they can think well th there can be triumph here so that that is i just i'm sorry I, I tend to ramble but i just completely agree with everything that you said yeah and you're not rambling at all it's uh you know it's great um yes so um who are some of your favorite authors oh dang this is a very uh this is a very interesting one because um I don't, uh, this is going to be so surprising. I talked about this a lot, 
Um, I, I don't know if it is my spectrum uh, way or, or whatever. Um, I do not read very much. I Everything that I learn about story, uh, everything that I learn uh, about um, uh, themes and these different ways, I am obsessed with them, films and uh, screenplays. And I will even read a lot of screenplays. Um, so it's kind of interesting. And what has changed that actually is um, I got a few years ago, I got an app called uh, Libby uh, and get audio books from my library. Oh, so now, now I just can devour dang audio books. Um, so my influences and my favorites are still going to be um, maybe directors or different um, different films that I draw from uh, that I'm really focused on thinking about at the time. And then uh, every everybody else uh, is very recent because I just started dang, taking down audio books like dang crazy. Um, and so uh, let, let's see, uh, what, what are some of the recent ones that I just um, dang uh, listened to? Um, is it uh, TJ Queen? Oh, yeah. uh, yeah. Yes, um, very, I, I read, uh, I guess, listened to an early version of um, uh, In the Lives of Puppets. I don't think that's out yet. No. But um, yeah. I'm wonderful. Uh, just, just wonderful. I wrote a nice little blurb for that. Um, and then, um, uh, 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 what, what was it? Um, Looking Glass Sound um, by a cat ward. Uh, that uh, 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 got an early version of that. So I, I, that's the funny thing. It's like uh, you think about, well, what, what are your influences? If we're going away with that, mm -hmm. it's going to be um, uh, films and movies. Yeah. Uh, and then in the last couple of years, it's just all these dang early release books that are asking Chuck for blurbs. And I think, wow, these, these are just incredible. Um, I'm really a teacher. Uh, my favorite thing about that was... Um, that uh, he wrote a, a romance novel where one of the characters was based on uh, Chuck, was based on me. And I heard I heard through the grapevine about that. And then um, I just uh, thought that is such a, what an honor, what a cool thing. I think it was uh, one of the earlier self-published ones. I, I got a copy and I just uh, sent a nice letter saying thank you. And then next thing you know, we're, we're online buds and I'm, and getting early versions of, uh, of in the in the lives of puppets, which dang, so so good. What a really just a magical book. That's so weird that you would mention him. I just talked to him. Oh, oh, about the uh, for that book. Uh, uh, just yeah. I mean, we talked about the book, and we we talked about all kinds of stuff. Uh, wow! Oh, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, have you? Uh, uh, have you uh, read uh, uh, that one, or uh, uh, which ones have you read? Um, I read uh, the House in the Cerulean Sea. Um, and I see that all over the place. Maybe that should be the next one that I uh, that I read. Yeah, it's and I mean, sitting on the thing stand that everything Barnes and Noble trots into. Yeah. I should pick that one up. Yeah, I'm telling you, I. Uh, was surprised that that I liked it so much, and it was just such a heartwarming and 
endearing novel, really was. Yes, yeah, that's a good, yes. And so for Chuck, I, because I, like I said, I, I, horror, um, romance, and erotica, kind of, I mean, it's it, um, fantasy, I can enjoy um, sci-fi fantasy, but it's not really, um, not entirely my my wheelhouse. Uh -huh. And so I wasn't sure how I would feel about them in The Last of Puppets. Because uh, I, I knew going in, nothing very uh, scary in a horror way is going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, but dang, um, so vibrant. Um, uh, characters, I think the way that he just writes characters and can weave um, humor into things. Yeah. Uh, so um, kind of hard I would say he makes it difficult to to not enjoy his writing because it just uh, it's so fun. It's a really really enjoyable. Yeah, his uh his characters are just real really solid people, you know. Yeah, yes, and yeah, what a treat. Yeah, you, you go on this journey and you think, wow, I'm so glad to be a. Uh, to be surrounded by these uh, these buds for a little while every time I pick up this book. So yeah. that, that's great. All right. So I, I, hope, I hope he hears this now. Right. I hope he hears this All so right. he can say I'll, yes. I'll tag him. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, Chuck, um, this is going to be a tough question. Sure. All right. So tell us something about yourself that no one else knows. Oh, dang. Um, dang, this is, this is a very uh, interesting one because so much of, um, so much of my uh, way is hidden. Um, I, I would say generally my answer for this one um, is that um, I've been trying around online for a, a very long time with different versions of uh, different stories about my way. I got to hide my way, got to protect my privacy. Um, and that um, because I, I present myself in such a unique way, everyone's always guessing um, who, is, who is Chuck really behind the, behind the mask uh, and uh, all kinds of different guesses. Uh, but um, I think probably maybe the most interesting reveal uh is uh that uh i am pretty much exactly well not exactly but i am very close to who i say i am most most buddies think that i'm playing a character or some other way and uh i, I am really not uh, so uh, the big reveal uh i think is just that uh, i'm a real uh buckaroo and this is pretty much uh, just my real thoughts and feelings about them um, about things. Uh, so that's my big reveal is that oh. I, I actually are real. What you see is what you get. Yes. Yes, for the, mo for the most part. See a dang bag, a uh, pink bag that says love is real on it. But uh, but yes, uh, uh, as far as my beliefs and my thoughts and my feelings, uh, mm -hmm. yes, uh, this is just, uh, that's just me. Do you always wear a mask? Um, well, uh, well, I mean, not, not when I'm being taken a bath. Uh, or going through air, going through airport security. Yeah, I don't think they would like that. No, no. But um, uh, when I appear uh, in any public way, yes, I am always wearing a mask. I think another here's something that a lot of buds might not know. Um, I think buckaroos assume that my mask is just uh, in a public way. Uh, that uh, you know, if I'm giving a talk at uh, Comic Con or something like that, of course I'm covering up to hide my identity. 
Um, I have a any meeting I have ever had, whether it is Night Vale podcast or a Night Fire publishing, uh, I, I I still wear this mask. My my um my my the lawyer has not seen Chuck without a mask. Wow. Uh, I, I go into the office buildings of these companies uh, still with the mask. Uh, so, uh, if ever, anyone's ever trying to find out and they say, oh, I know Chuck's, uh, I know Chuck's agent, huh? we're going to go ask, uh, hey, what's Chuck really like behind the mask? And they're going to have to tell you, I, I don't know. We have sat in the dang, uh, the dang boardroom or at a, barbecue uh, out in the backyard and uh, only mask. So um, I think I think Bugs would be surprised to know that that uh, the mask is always uh, on. Yeah, for sure, definitely. Yep, yep. So, um, all right, Chuck, do you have any parting words for our listeners today? Oh wow! Um, I will just say that. Um, uh, every uh, chance, but uh, a listener listening to this is probably interested in writing and creativity, uh, and uh, and so I will say uh, I am in this position where what I'm creating is kind of obvious. It's a, these books, these moments, um, but um, we are all creating things with every choice that we make, every second of every day. Uh, and that is a huge amount of uh, power that you have. Uh, every event from the beginning of this timeline has stacked up in such an infinitely impossible way that it uh, has led to you existing right now. And that is incredibly unique and powerful and special. And there is uh, nobody uh, as good at being you right now in this moment as you are. So use that power uh, because it is in your hands to create, uh, when the timeline goes forward, uh, a more beautiful, uh, special place, uh, wield it to prove love. And whether you are uh, choosing to walk down the right path or the left path on your afternoon walk through the park or choosing what color to paint your painting, uh, um, use the fuel of love, uh, and uh, I think that um, that you have no idea how much you can accomplish uh, just by uh, being you and harnessing uh, your unique way uh, for love. I love that, Chuck. I love that. That was great. That was, that's a great way to end. <laughs>